He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Hello and welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I am Evan Wexel. And we are a podcast about interviewing a random Facebook friend every episode. All walks of life, guys. You can listen to all old episodes at awkwardwithevan.com, uh, at awkwardwithevan on Facebook and Twitter, and check out the shows also on Google Play, iTunes, of course. First and foremost, write a review, five star, subscribe to that sucker. Um, but Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, supporting it at patreon.com slash funny Evan, uh, because we have a great, a great one today. This is what we call in the wrestling biz, a 60 minute Broadway, because we go for about an hour and we all win, I think, or it's a schmoz finish. Either way, I am interviewing. It's, it's, it's like a three for one deal. I'm interviewing not only a fraternity brother of mine, not only uh, a wrestling fan friend of mine, but someone who is in the biz and was in the biz at, WWE used to work for NXT before it turned into the NXT incarnation that we see on the WWE network. This guy was FCW, which was pre NXT, even early NXT. So he got to see a lot of cool stuff. My guest, Facebook friend, fraternity brother, Theta Kai, Chris Russo. Um, We talk about the fraternity. We talk about um, him coming up and where he's from and getting involved and how timing worked out perfectly for him to get the call from WWE and actually what he's doing now and how he's working in another wrestling promotion where he uh, is, which it's run by another Hall of Fame WWE superstar. Um, we just have great stories. There's, it was like listening to another podcast, hearing the stories he was talking about, uh, interactions with Triple H, working with Dusty Rhodes, um, Afa from of the Wild Samoans. Um, also, seeing how Bray Wyatt kind of came to be. There's amazing things. If you if you love wrestling, uh, this is definitely a great podcast because I talk to him, but then also, um, even if you don't like wrestling, it's, it's just so interesting. I also will talk to him about WrestleMania 33, which is Sunday, April 2nd, Orlando. He used to live in Orlando. He gives us his take on the Citrus Bowl, which will be the venue of WrestleMania 33, expected to hold about 75,000, 80,000 people. And uh, it'll be good to get his take on, on every match. And then, extra bonus, I'll be bringing on someone, uh, first repeat offender to the podcast, uh, someone named Beckett Sage. He will give his WrestleMania predictions as well, and I think I will be releasing a separate uh, video uh, of that. Um, during his predictions, the, the audio gets a little sketchy, so I apologize for that. That'll be just the last 10 minutes of the podcast. But other than that, I mean, sit back. It's it's so cool talking to Chris. It felt kind of like talking to Cody Rhodes. It felt like I was talking to someone that had like just a good stream of consciousness and just like full of interesting stories. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to start shutting up and uh, check out Chris Russo. All right, guys. Socially awkward with Evan Wexel. Uh, I am interviewing. It's it's like a, a two for one special. Not only a fraternity brother of mine, also a fellow wrestling fan, 
also someone who was in the system uh, and also someone who admires my child. So we'll even maybe even get him on later on in this. Oh, my gosh. Because that the real star of the show. The real star. I I am. I am a nobody. It is. It is Beckett Sage's show. And we're just. (laughs) We are paying rent in his world, Evan. It's it's good. You you think high highly of him, just like all his fans in Pakistan and Egypt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Middle Eastern Q scores through the roof right now for Beckett's age. Yeah. Now, did you? So you came to my show when I was at JMU. Did you make that when I was gigging? I, yeah, it was at TDU, right? Taylor Down Under. Taylor I Down think. Under at JMU. Yeah. Oh my gosh, when you were. I mean, come on now. Anytime a Theta Chi brother can make it around, yeah, I get, I get that much more excited when it's like, oh, he's somewhat known. Well, there's not too many Theta Chi's here that have a Q score uh, like you do. I do. I've I've been to over fifty chapters. Yes. Uh, and actually, what's going on right now with March Madness? If you are in the Facebook group of the Secret Theta Chi group, uh, I do a bracket where I pick only schools that have Theta Chi chapters. It's right. the only way to do it. Right now, I mean, I've had nine other brackets they're doing terribly, but my Theta Chi bracket is currently in the 100th percentile of the ESPN bracket challenge. That's amazing. I had no, I mean, the only one that comes to mind that's still alive is Florida. That's the only one I know if, where they still have Florida, the fact that I had I have Gonzaga, I have Oregon in, uh, and I have, so if, yeah, Florida and then Kentucky, and then I think right. I have Kentucky beating Gonzaga in the finals. So we'll see if I if I win the, if I win the ten G's I'll I'll donate some to to national or something. Uh, there it I is. promise that. But yeah, so you were at that one because that's the one I brought Fred Rose on stage. Mm-hmm. I keep that, oh Fred bless keep, his little heart. I keep that in my demo. Uh, <laughs> him, uh, me singing that. Him, you guys like going nuts over that. Um, what were what were your positions in the house? Just to... uh, so at one point I was the secretary. Nice. That was, his. but I was. I ended up living in the chapter house uh, the three years that I could. So I was the consummate fraternity brother that took good care of uh, the chapter house. Yeah. And who else? <laughs> who was your president? Was Anthony Riley a guy that yeah, was? That was after me. He oh. was still he was still a youngin uh, okay. at the time. But yes, uh, he assumed the presidential role afterwards. It was a it was a mess. But I, you know, I haven't <laughs> been back to my chapter since I graduated. It's been that long. This is this is the way you're doing it, though. This is the way you're going to get back in touch. Um, so, are you from? Where are you from then? Because I know. You're from Florida now. Did you grow up in Florida, Virginia? What What's the origin yes. story? Yeah, so I was born and raised in uh, right outside D.C., Northern Virginia. Okay. So JMU, James Madison University, where I went to school, was it was in that two, two-and-a-half-hour range, right? So you're just far away enough yep. from your parents, but you could always come back and get your laundry done or your yep. food if you needed it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, my God. Who's wandering in behind me? Yes. That, what, what are you doing? What, what's going on here, Mr. Sage? <laughs> he's there eating he cereal in the background and he'll probably be making noise through the rest of this conversation perfect that's my kind of podcast that that's how you know it now so you graduate jmu then you go on to rollins for grad school or yep, yep i went down to rollins got my mba and while i was down there i was doing some wrestling actually uh some wrestling announcing up in the shenandoah valley okay with my work in radio but i wanted to continue that 
uh, in Florida. I got connected through a friend of a friend with Off of the Wild Samoan who runs a promotion right outside of Orlando. Okay. And uh, one thing led to another, spent time there, right place at the right time. Yep. Uh, I connected with uh, John Laurinaitis, who at the time wow. was the relations guy. and. Yeah. Uh, off as well connected and they were looking for an announcer. So right place, right time. That, that is amazing. Um, so, so did you finish Rollins at that time or did you, oh, you it, was, did? it was perfect timing. Just finish the school. And then, uh, three months later, I'm, I'm fretting. They said, Hey, you know, keep your phone on you. You never know when we're going to call here. I'm thinking I got to move back home. Don't know. Yeah. What my, sorry. Then. Honestly, the day before I was going to move back home to D.C. and start my life doing whatever it is, I got the phone call. The phone call. That right? That As is the, the phone call. Was it a 203? Did 203 pop up? You know, it, it, you pick up the phone and they say, you know, is this is this Chris Russo? They say, yes. They say, please hold on the line for Mr. Laurinaitis. You know, huh. he doesn't make the phone calls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's how it came to be. Then was it FCW back then, or did it was it transitioning to NXT? Yeah, so when I when I came on board, it was September October of 2011. It was still FCW. It didn't really start the the full transformation. We had a pilot episode of NXT at Full Sail. I want to say January of 2012. Ran a pilot to see how it was going to look. I know right. Triple H Paul, as everyone calls him, <laughs> back. Was uh, this was his baby? This was something that he had been cultivating for a while in his head, and so yeah. we had the pilot. And then I think NXT the show started rolling. I think like April May, okay. and then it was slowly FCW out NXT in. When you were starting, what were some of the superstars that were starting with you? Where did you have like a relationship with any of the the people that were coming up as well? Uh, so I, I well obviously when I got there I didn't know uh, anybody really, uh, okay. but. You know, through the time, you know, I sat in a really weird space because, you know, I was on air talent for commentary uh, during the television broadcast. But during the rest of the week, I'm sitting in the back. I'm the quote unquote, the office, right? <laughs> uh, working working um, with the trainers and mo uh, more specifically working with Dusty Rhodes, uh, helping him from a creative perspective, oh, wow. which was amazing. We really got to do a lot of things, but um the problem was is that sometimes for a while the the boys the wrestlers didn't always uh, know if I was going to be a stooge. Sorry, I'm listening. No, there's <laughs> oh my. What hey, is it, Beckett? Beckett? What's up? What's up, man? BB8. That is BB8. Okay, go play. <laughs> Telling me all about Dusty Rhodes and sacrilege as this guy this kid comes on. Um, yeah, so you got to work with Dusty and then. Were you who were, you got to work with Jim Ross too? Uh, for a little bit, there were okay. a couple of uh, spells that toward the end there uh, of the SCW where they finally started bringing down some some help from a an announcer perspective. Jim Ross started spending more time there. Wow. Howard Finkel spent a little bit of time with us, at least with me. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny as as we're talking right now, I'm taking a look at the WrestleMania 33 card, at least, you know, what is supposed to be the full card. Yeah. And it's like over half of the guys in the show, and that's not even including the Andre Memorial battle, <laughs> I, you know, I had spent time with down at uh, in Tampa, which was amazing. So, you know, I'm really happy. Here we are a few years later. These guys, they're, you know, they're head Bray Wyatt, right? Right. Champion. Lining WrestleMania. Well, 
maybe the the final match. I don't know which is going to be the final match. But Probably I mean, you be Lesnar and Goldberg, but you know. You know, but what was the last time WrestleMania had a championship match for their main event? I mean, is it, Two years ago. Always happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But the, the, the moral of the story is, I mean, Dean Ambrose, you know, holding a championship, Bray Wyatt holding a championship, uh, you know, Enzo and Cass, they're, you know, fight. I mean, it's just great to see. And I made, you know, became good friends with a lot of these guys. So uh, it, it was an enjoyable experience. So you got to call the because there were like a ton of like Ambrose and Rollins matches down in NXT. Were you calling those or was that? Every 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 show that FCW ran, I was calling all the the, the matches. So there were so many uh, matches with Seth Rollins when he was the FCW champion. Right. You know, he'd be facing off. He had some great matches with people like uh, Bo Dallas. Yeah. Uh, uh, the formerly known as Adam Rose. Right. Uh, um, I mean, uh, Dean Ambrose was one, but the, the big one, obviously, at the end that really closed it out was uh, Ambrose and William Regal. That was really Whoa. the story that people were getting really excited about. Uh, it, it was just a really fun time. And when you had Dusty with complete control down there, no one's really, really paying full attention. You got to see some really exciting and interesting stories and angles down at FCW. You know, now it's a little bit of a cleaner product. It's still pre- predominantly wrestling based, right? At NXT as opposed to the soap opera. Right. And just imagine, just just picture just Dusty in his prime, just booking how he used to book. That was FCW. That was awesome. Then, so when they're talking about like FCW, where they're like passing out flyers to get people in, and they're like forty people showing up to like a gym. Every time I talk to my friends that are still down at NXT, um, and I ask them where they're going, you know, there's some places where they tell me where I still cringe. Like the the Stark Armory. Don't even get me started. There's something like Stark. It's just you know we'd be lucky if we pulled in twenty people. Wow. Um, you know, we had to travel here and far for street team, right, to put up posters and stuff. Because right. you know, what is FC now? NXT, right? It can bring a lot of uh, uh, eyeballs to it just from word of mouth right now. But yeah, it was it was a little bit of str- Brooksville, right? You know, that's where Bray Wyatt, Bo Rotundo are from. Right, Brooksville Armory. Like, if we got fifty people, that was a great show. You know, so it's just it's just cities like that. It's like wow, uh, how far they've come. Now, did you come in as a radio guy, or were you a wrestling guy your whole life? Like, what? I don't even know. Were you were you watching wrestling growing up, or more broadcasting? Huge wrestling fan. I mean, nice. I was the I was kind of started. I actually started with WCW. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I didn't even really pay attention. I didn't even know really that the WWF was on TV. It's just flipping the channels, and there's Hollywood Hogan cutting a promo with the NWO. I go, what is this? <laughs> and Tune into WWF, the Attitude Era. So I'm, you know, from that generation, um, and I never grew out of it. I think, like uh, many of us, it was one of those things where we don't grow out of it, but took it to the next step and was able to leverage into opportunities. To hey, do you need a, a ring announcer for a traveling show coming into town? You know, is there something I can do there. But I, you know what? I will say, Alpha, to his credit, he said, "Look, before you can do anything with me, you have to learn how to train." So I actually spent over a year with him training wow. in the ring. So I know how to wrestle. I spent time. Here's a fun fact. At FCW, <laughs> they used to have beginner classes at night, right, where people would pay to come in off the street thinking wow. they'd get a contract. And so for the beginner classes, it would be like Norman Smiley and Steve Kern oh would gosh. be one of the beginner's classes. But uh, Steve couldn't always make it, so I was always there every night 
training the beginners with Norman Smiley. Uh, so, so here I am, you know, I'm a broadcaster by trade. You see me in front of camera, but I know how to roll around. I know what I need to do in the ring. I just I just enjoy being able to walk and not have to get a hip replacement. Every time. So, you know, <laughs> what's what's your best advice to someone taking their first bump? Like you have to tuck your chin? Is it what? Yes, I was just about to say, just tuck your chin. It, you know, try not to catch and break your wrist, but more importantly, just tuck your chin. Okay. Tuck your chin and everything else will fall into place. Okay, I do want to see how that works. And technically, are you on any old episodes of NXT on the network? Is there I any? Don't, oh, I think they started at episode. I don't know how far back they go. Yeah. Like Roman Reigns debuting a little. I don't know if they go how much earlier. Because uh, I think I was on the first maybe eight to ten episodes, eight to twelve episodes of NXT okay. uh, before my release. So I don't think the network goes back that far. Cool. All right, Beck. It's now telling me to put on my Cesaro sleeve for this. As you should. <laughs> I should put on. There we go. Okay. I don't know what the other one is, Beckett. Oh, man, he's getting restless to jump on in. But um, then random thing. So after NXT, WXW, is that? That's Oppa's promotion. That's where I cut you know, cut my teeth okay. before I went to the WWE. Immediately okay. went back there because I was still living in Florida. Right. Uh, so I was working head of creative as a producer, really helping to learn. You know, took everything that I learned from my time in the WWE with all those great minds. and. Yep. You know, brought it down to do whatever. So, uh, Alpha likes to say that I was the guy that took all the bumps for him. You know, <laughs> the Johnny Ace. You know, that yep. would uh, you know uh, get uh, everything rolls downhill, as they say, right? So, yeah. uh, that was a lot of fun. And then, what about fifteen months ago or so, uh, made a move to Houston. Oh, okay. Uh, my job. So actually, now I'm here in Houston working uh, over at Booker T's place, the Reality, Reality of Wrestling. Because I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with um, now it's Fox Compadres, but I was on a couple of episodes of Wrestling Compadres, and wow. uh, that's the one where Booker T would get in every episode. He would call in. I I need to find this immediately. It's uh, I mean, my episodes were back in like after him. I after Beckett's thing, I started going on wrestling podcasts a little bit, uh-huh. um, but. No, I think uh, someone named uh, Chuck Rice knows Booker, or maybe works for Booker. Mm. And uh, but I think is that where Ember Moon came from? Came from Ember, Ember Moon came from there. Uh, Alex Reyes, the announcer. Okay. Uh, Rich uh, Rich Bocchini, Bocchini. Oh, right. At one point. Rich Brennan, the other announcer. Rich Brennan. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going by his real name, Rich Brennan. Um, and then most recently. Uh, we've seen what well, and TNA Falaba, Mario Bocara. They spent time down at Reality Wrestling, so they just made their debut at Impact, which okay. was great. Um, so I mean, Booker obviously Booker knows what he's doing, and a lot of people like to come through and you know get the experience from him and and work the shows. And we're growing. I don't know what's going on. I think we've got some really big plans for 2017 without spilling the beans, nice. but it involves larger things and people, but I think we're really going to about to bust out of our shell here in 17. Right, well, it's very exciting. So they're near Houston. Yes. Yeah. It, right outside Houston, about uh, 30 miles away outside of Houston. Okay. Down if, in I Texas. Have, if I have gigs there, I may want to like showcase at something you, in the fall. Uh, well, here's the thing. You should see this arena that he, it's an exact, it's just like the SCW building. It's inside of a mall. Wow. It's got its own setup. It's got, it's, 
got the TV stage, the setup, the it's got I mean Titantron, it's got a huge stage, seating, all the stuff for the for our tapings, and then in the back we've got practice rings for training during the week. Right. Uh, but uh, keep this in mind, Booker, it, he bought the stage is all there for concerts and boxing and MMA. So you want to run a show over there? Let us know. That, I mean, well, I, what I would do is there's a – I showcased back in 2005 at something called APCA, which is just a, a college programming trade show. So mm-hmm. I, it was at like the Renaissance we showcased there, and I might want to try showcasing there again uh, 11 years later just to see. Sir, do you, are you taking any bumps for Reality of Wrestling? Uh, not on TV, but behind the scenes for the training – uh, for some of the brand new young, the young boys, yes. So you, are you announcing? Are you? Yeah, pre- I'm the ring announcer and the backstage interviewer. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so then a random thing before we get into into a uh, mania. How familiar are you with Chris Mad Dog Russo? All right, so he is the genetically inferior. <laughs> Let's just let's just lay all the cards on the table. He may be a million times richer than I with his own serious channel, but sources have told me it is the lowest rated Sirius XM channel <laughs> listened to. So take that for what you will. Tech, technically, I was featured in his in a, in a high heat feature. Uh, you see me for a split second because he was at a Francesicon a year ago. You know, so I, was... I still I will still take Mad Dog over Mike any day of the week. Interesting. Joke. What I think joke. I think the, there's more unintentional comedy with Mike, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. absolutely uh, big fan. Russo tells you, yeah, int- int- and then of course, no ever come in contact with Vince Russo or no, just fortunately no. Or... Uh, oh, you mean Uncle Vince? Uncle well, Vince. No, it's, it's been it's been a while since I've seen him. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But you know, Christmas parties, Thanksgiving, right. sometimes cards. And yeah, I might run into him. Okay. Okay, guys, we're going to get back to my talk with Chris Russo. We're going to break down WrestleMania 33, but now I want to break down Patreon.com. If you guys go to Patreon.com slash FunnyEvan, that is a website, and that is my link, where you can support me uh, on a recurring basis so that I can keep this going. For as little as a dollar a month, this podcast can remain free and amazing and interesting. In the wrestling biz, I need you guys to put me over. That means elevating someone to a higher position. Yes, you can do that by subscribing on iTunes and writing a five-star review. Just as vital is you guys throwing whatever couple bucks, whatever spare change at this podcast every month to cover my costs and keep rounding up random people from my Facebook universe. Um, I've spoken to people in four different countries, and it would not have been possible without support from you guys each and every month. So if you are interested, uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. I even offer reward tiers. If you guys want to throw like $3 my way, I will include you in my awkward army. $5 a month. I will give you an Evan Wexel cell phone wallet. Wallets are no more. Just throw a card or two in this sucker, stick it to the back of your phone. You're golden. Also, uh, you can become a producer. You can get consulted by me. You can be a guest on the show. You can get title sponsorship. I allow that to happen as long as you guys are willing. Um, So definitely check out that. And now check out what we think is going to go down at WrestleMania 33. All right, let's switch gears. It's WrestleMania 33. I've got the matches. 
We'll break it down. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are going to Orlando for your very first time (laughs) for WrestleMania week for access, number one, please, by all means, spend some time checking out the great indies that are showcasing their wares and their talents during the week. Okay, that's my number one disclaimer. Take the time outside the WWE. You have Ring of Honor doing something in Lakelands, I know. You have uh, A Night with the Click, WrestleCon. Yep. But there's probably some other stuff. A tailgate with the Broken Hardys on Sunday before (laughs) uh, WrestleMania. And then, you know, all these smaller promotions there, uh, especially uh, WWN, which is, you know, Evolve. And, uh, 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 you know, they've got their stuff going on. But a lot of my friends um, are going to be, you know, busting their butts and and, and making it a really enjoyable time for you. If you don't feel like or you need to take a break from the WWE product, a lot of great stuff, number one. And then the last disclaimer says really take in Orlando, but please just I apologize in advance as a former Orlando liver for the <laughs> Citrus Bowl and how terrible that stadium is. <laughs> they make it look nice, but it is a dump. So make the most out of it over there. What guys. is just the it's a really old rundown building or yeah, there's no I mean I mean the only things they ever have in there are some bowl games, right? right. And then um, and then maybe a concert or two, okay. and then they have the Pro Bowl there. So it's a rundown dump, and they don't really spend any money. So make the most out of it. Have fun, and sorry if the uh, facilities are not you know to your liking. If it demolishes itself, it will be the ultimate thrill ride, just like we've been saying. So I complained about that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so to mania. I guess our first thing to look at is how do you think the New Day will do as the host? Let's see. Will the New Day farewell? Will they premiere their ice cream bars? Uh, any any opinion on the New Day? Uh, I, you know, with uh, the stuff that's been going on with the New Day and the extracurricular activities that have taken place outside with Xavier um, Woods, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, I, I haven't seen anything. I'm in the dark, but I know. I, and, I, quote, unquote, I don't even know what you're talking about. To be I don't honest. know. It's, I'm uh, just in the fifth yeah uh, but i i think they're exciting right they're very charismatic they're very energetic yep. uh i think they'll find a way to integrate themselves very nicely i mean shoot the bootios thing last year at wrestlemania was awesome right so that alone was was worth the the price of admissions so beckett, we'll see. beckett do you like bootios oh he's just nodding he likes Booty- there's nowhere to get it like a la carte you have to like buy the shirt and then that's the only way to get the box I was about to say, is he eating? Uh, you said he was eating cereal earlier. I thought maybe he was eating some bootios. I think he was eating. Uh, he eats these weird kind of like natural animal themed cereals, like peanut butter pandas, corn gorillas. Evan, what are you mistreating and malnourishing your? No, your the, no the, these are the healthy the cereals. Where's the Apple Jacks? Where's the Fruity Pebbles? Come on, uh, man. Cookie Crisp. He has had Cookie Crisp in the past. <laughs> Granted him permission for one bowl. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think New Day is going to be great. I think they're always a a, a, – they're more fun behind the mic. uh, Or I should say they're much more entertaining behind the mic overall. And if you can have them throughout the show, even better. Cool. Now, next match I want to talk about, our first match really, that Memorial Battle Royal. We've got Ziggler. We've got Mojo Raleigh and 18 other people to be determined. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah. Any I'm surprises not sure. you'd like to venture? We had Tatanka last year, I think, or Shaquille O'Neal. 
Yeah, as an aside, I don't know what's going on with that. I, they they haven't officially said yay or nay to the Shaq and Big Show match. I think they? I think Shaq, Shaq did not get it together. Oh. So uh, we'll have to wait till they're both fifty five. I well, clearly, I guess that's the only way. Um, you know, there's. I would think there would certainly be a surprise. I don't know who. Uh-huh. I don't know if they do the same. If it's like the Royal Rumble. Um, Excitement, but I think what if Braun Strowman's going to be in it, right? Yeah. I would think they want to continue pushing him. So, um, or they could do like they did last year with Baron Corbin, a brand new guy out of nowhere. Who knows? I do feel like maybe the Royal Barrels beneath Strowman. I feel like Strowman's time will be in the Taker match somehow. Uh, he, might, he, might, he might get himself knocked out and then, or just walk out, or you know, and prepare for something else. You never know. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, Evan. So. We'll see. I don't have a particular favorite, probably because I don't even know half the people that are in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will go with, with Ty Dillinger being a surprise and then uh, winning. Okay. okay. I, I, that's a very good one. I, I, I have, I've reached my tweeting threshold with Ty Dillinger. Uh, he, he, re, he retweeted me and my wife at our 10th anniversary wearing our Perfect 10 shirts in Vegas. Uh, then he would like stuff. Then he would like stuff and unlike it so that people know he didn't like the stuff that I tweeted him. But uh, And now he just ignores me when I sent him a collage of my wife's birthday wearing 10 shirts. So It's a, it's a curve. Just, it's, you know, just, you just know, give it a second. It'll, it'll yeah, creep back I'll, up again. I'll come around. Um, okay. <laughs> Next match, we've got Raw Tag Team Titles. Here's why the, the, I think the event overall feels so big because every match is a title match pretty much. Like the only non... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, minus the Battle Royal, minus Undertaker. I think that's a good point. That I and think AJ that. Styles and Cena's match, but we'll get to those. <laughs> uh, so Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson versus Enzo and Cass versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Raw tag team, triple threat. Oh, triple threat tag team. I mean, triple threat there matches. Are a are- lot of them. That's hard enough as it is a triple threat match just with singles, you know. Then yep. you add, the, uh, but if anybody can pull it off, I mean, even if Cass and, and Enzo are the quote unquote the young guys here, I think you got uh, so much veteran experience. They're really gonna make it a fun one. I I would like to say that uh, Cesaro uh, and Sheamus walk out once again as tag team champions. Interesting. I wonder if this is Enzo and Cass's moment. But I feel like they're not. They were at the top, and now they're like slowly plateauing a little bit. They don't need the titles. They don't. They're, they're a tag team that doesn't need the titles to be entertaining for people to tune in and watch them. Very true. Okay, let's head up to Neville, Austin Aries, Cruiserweight. Bring oh, this the, is the this is the Mark's favorite match of the night. Bring in right? the purple ropes. This is, this is this is gonna be fun. You're right. The purple ropes, the purple everything. Um, yeah, it's it'll be an exciting one. I think obviously the 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 wrestling is gonna be fun. It, it will be interesting to see. You know, when you think of cruiserweights, you think of people flying around, right? And obviously Neville is a bad guy now. You know, the fans want to see the cruiserweights flying. He's withholding his flying abilities. I think they're still gonna have a tremendous match. It'll be the best wrestling match on the card, maybe behind Owens and Jericho. True. Um, next one I got here listed is Alexa Bliss versus To Be Determined. Everybody, all women. Okay. If you're yeah, in so- Orlando, <laughs> we might even see blue pants. I don't even know. You know what? It, it, it could be just a whole range. Could be Eva Marie. <laughs> uh, 
you never know. Naomi could be uh, coming back. Yeah, so I guess the, uh, maybe the bigger question is who do you think is the TBD? I don't know. Everyone is TBD. I mean, I, I think it would be nice for Natalia to walk out with it. I think uh, a, nice little, a nice little bow on her career just so she doesn't have to like only wear the belt early in her career and just be an afterthought. Well, I, I would like to see Naomi get back and get yeah. her shot, right? Because I think she lost it due to injury. True. So, yeah. so we'll see. She's always I, had I, like that injury come up at the wrong time with her. So we uh, that's a red flag. But, uh, okay. Next up, it's still this one should be entertaining. It's, uh, it's Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the IC title, Intercontinental Championship. Dean Ambrose is is absolutely in my list of just best. Uh, there is something about the way that Dean is wired when he wrestles and right. when he performs. There is something that is so raw. Um, I I would recommend if anybody likes to go back and watch old FCW footage. There was an episode. It was a submission match. It was probably like in April or May of 2012. A submission match between. Dean Ambrose and um, uh, oh my gosh, his name slips me and he's going to kill me. He will <laughs> absolutely James Bronson. Thank you. Okay. Submission match. I'm doing commentary with William Regal and just as uh, Dean Ambrose is locking in the Regal stretch on James Bronson to try and you know in his in his mind uh, appeal to to Regal and show him and get his affection. Regal just gets up from the commentary table and just walks away. <laughs> just gives just no satisfaction. Dean gets out, just just leaves after he taps him out, and he cuts, in my opinion, the best, the absolute best, most raw, most emotional promo I have ever seen. Yeah, look that when amazing. He, the second like I saw him with the shield, I just feel like his look was like this guy's a star. Like there's just something about his look, and like he doesn't he doesn't like give a crap really. I mean, even though he's in a PG environment, I think he just he knows to like push it. So uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for what he can do. And then uh, Baron Corbin is is an up and comer. We he did. Stepped up. He stepped his game. You know, I remember being at he came down for his tryout match mm-hmm. uh, or his tryout couple of days. Right. You know, he he was trying to lose the weight from his NFL time. Okay. Uh, 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 you know, he he didn't look like much, and you know, he came in and you're just like. All right. It's just a football player. Right. Right. You know, he thinks this might be easy. The guy has busted his butt. You know, he has deserved everything along the way. He's worked very tirelessly. Should be a really fun match to watch. Yep. I did get to speak to him in the Coco Armory, uh, Coco Beach. I don't know if you ever took that up. That was a that was not a bad one. That was was not a a live event. We went to that live event in 2014 or 15, early 2015, just still off the heels of Beckett's NXT video, um, who he actually turned down when Bailey, I was t- uh, tweeting with Bailey, like, we're in the first row, he's going to be there. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to run out and give him whatever. And, and he shot her down at the last moment. <laughs> it, was, it, was, I, it was a turning wow. heel moment for Beckett's age. Wow. Wow, really? Totally I mean, that turned was... heel on Beckett in the Coco, <laughs> Bailey at the Coco Armory. Everyone laughed. It was very, and then we apologized to her afterwards. But yeah, couldn't but, couldn't get a, you know. I think she was just too much of a baby face for me. You just yeah. couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah, and I think Ambrose and Corbin will do well, and yes. I think it'll be ten times better than Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. So, <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, next, they're listing this is the John Cena, Nikki Bella versus Miz and Maurice match mixed tag. Yeah, I, I can't tell you about the women. I can't speak because I don't think Maurice has been in the ring really since, since her return. Yeah. And, you know, Nick, there's nothing wrong with, with Nikki Bella. She's totally very capable performer, but it's the chemistry between Cena and Miz. Uh, there is no better wrestler today, right now, performing the WWE yes. than Miz. Absolutely. And he's a Theta Kai. So. Great, let me, when I went, went to my first TV taping, <laughs> when I was having my, my first tryout, when I first went way back in, in 2010, uh, it was the Orlando episode where The Miz won his first ever WWE That's championship, awesome. where Cena came in as the master, uh, or no, he, he wasn't master, he just came in, he interfered in a match, and I was part of the security that had to chase him out, so, you know, we had to run oh, down. Oh, I didn't know, That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome, but I actually saw Miz after the match. Um, and, and I told him, you know, hey, you know, from one day to Kai to another, congratulations. He said, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So that was my one moment acknowledging to another day to Kai. And because of that alone, we know the Miz is going to win. Right. And I did, I did get a photo with him. He threw out the first switch for a Dodger game. And that was the only reason I went to the Dodger game. And I showed my Theta Kai shirt, and we got the photo, and he initiated the handshake to me. Oh, oh my gosh, he did, huh? Yeah, he did. And he's up, and he's up in the wall of national international headquarters ah. in the entertainment section. Now, as an aside, though, I have been told that uh, for Steven Spielberg, who was a brother, not to be very forthcoming about that. I've heard stories that he's not the biggest... Uh, uh, as 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 is true with Joel McHale, which is you know, you know come on now, kind of rip. But I think they I think they both had bad experiences when they were probably sort of, did. But I think uh, at least they have headquarters has Spielberg's jacket signed, so that's well, there you go. that's at least maybe, okay. Fair enough. So yeah, have you seen the Total Bellas parody uh, this week on SmackDown? <laughs> no. Oh. I, I, my my time for anything WWE has been revolving around Southpaw Regional Wrestling. <laughs> the best thing that I think I've seen the WWE produce. And I don't even think it was produced by a WWE guy. I think it was some independent freelancer guy that they had brought in. And it was it's amazing. Yeah. 30 minute, just wonderful. Uh, that's the sort of stuff that you like to see from the superstars. And How fun was that? Four episodes right now. Is it four that have been done? I think just, just four. Okay. Just four. I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, no, it's funny. And, uh, yep. waiting for the shirt. I want to get me a Southpaw regional wrestling shirt. It just, it was really well done. Very well crafted. And you just let these guys be in their element. Very good stuff. I just wonder if, uh, they're all teasing. Like if Cena would propose to Nikki Bella at the end of this match, I don't know if that's a thing or if that's that'd be completely like too meta or anti-meta. I don't even know. It would just be so so over the top that it would <laughs> it would just be acceptable. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's weird. I, I'm not putting much stock into this match, but I do love to see me some Miz and Cena, especially yeah. you know you could probably compare Miz and Cena from WrestleMania 27, right? When they headlined it to yep. today, I mean, there's no question that Miz is so much better than where he was before. But even then, you know, Cena, you know, I think we've seen in the last couple of years, he never had to bust out the type of wrestling that we've seen lately yeah. uh, through those championship years, but he never had to. But we're seeing him as a complete package. This will be a fun match between the two of them. And it's just so much better than face Miz. 
Because oh, oh, that's dirty. <laughs> that was rough. Getting the yeah. figure four from Ric Flair as a face uh, <laughs> as he covers his eyes. Okay, it is now the U.S. Championship match. It is Jericho versus Owens. Friend be, versus foe. It's going to be the best match on the card. Yeah. In my in my opinion, this will be the best match on the card. They're going to have so much fun. They're going to enjoy working off of one another. Kevin Owens is obviously a tremendous worker. So is Chris Jericho. I don't think I need to say any more. I don't even care who wins. Yeah. I'm going to really enjoy this match. And, uh, yeah, I just think hopefully maybe there's like no stipulation. There's a stip like no holds barred or something. Cause they could have a lot of fun with it. And, uh, yeah. when we haven't even like had any predictions on any of these matches, we'll, we'll predict when Beckett predicts. How about Kevin Owens with the win because of the way that he lost the title to Goldberg in about eight sure. seconds. Yeah. I'll just, let's do that. All right. Um, uh, now we've got the Raw Women's Championship match. Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha versus Nia Jax. Fatal four-way. Better than doing another triple threat a year later. So that's good. Even, I, I, harder. Even harder. You got four women, you know, put together here. Now, it's not to say that they, you know, they know each other very well over the years down in NXT, you know, uh, and, and here they are now. Um, I don't think Bailey's going to – Bailey doesn't need the title. In fact, Bailey will do better without the title. Right. Uh, as the the supreme baby face, you should always be trying to get the title, not actually have the title. That's how I look at wrestling. When you are as big of a uh, you know fan favorite as Bailey is, uh, I'd like to see Charlotte take the take the belt again. I think uh, the crowd reacts nicely with her as a heel with the title. I say either her or maybe as a dark horse Nia Jax. Maybe she shakes mm-hmm. her up, or if her time is not yet, I don't know. See? Could be. Well, we shall see. Now, the most one of the more controversial matches. We've got Shane versus Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. Pass. <laughs> okay. Just I don't even want to. Yeah, you know what? We've we've taken extra minutes talking about other matches. We'll pass. Not this will be a terrible match. Just there's nothing in it. Pass. Okay. Let's go to. <laughs> well, now the anti-pass: the Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Will Roman retire The Undertaker? You know, oh man. This is going to be, this This would be great because this would really help complete that heel turn for Roman if he great. wins. And it would Roman really is looming somewhere. Maybe he's the I guest just, referee. This was a match that maybe I, we thought we would see maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Roman was on the rise. And he still was pretty heavily favored mm-hmm. from the crowd. But um, The Undertaker losing again at WrestleMania, maybe the, since the streak is no more, it really doesn't matter if he ever wins again. Ooh, I'm going to take Roman. I'll still okay. take Roman. I think this will be great for a, a great heel turn. I will, I will see how Taker moves. I feel like he's in need of hip replacement for the last year. So, Well, you know, but he was, he was, you saw him uh, deadlifting. And uh, squatting that stuff, right? Those, yeah. those. Oh yeah, Twitter. you can do those like yeah, stationary leaps. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how uh, how in shape he is. Goldberg versus Lesnar. Let's do that one now. Even though it'll probably go on last. Uh Lesnar. Yeah. Lesnar. I think. I think that there's more to say. When you look, okay, you know, people can moan and complain all that they want about you know part timers holding the championship. 
But man, Lesnar holding that title, coming back only part time, he makes that thing so special. Yes. Being a part timer and being the monster that he is, you know, I, he's the modern day Mike Tyson. You, no one, who cares if he's performing in wrestling? No one's going to die and take on Brock Lesnar in a real fight. What Sorry. are you, what type of match are you looking? Think it's going to turn end up being? Is it going to be quickie? Is it going to be? I think the, I, if I was in the if I was in the audience at the Poopy Citrus Bowl. <laughs> I would try to get the. I would start trying to chant and replicate their incredibly terrible match at WrestleMania 20, <laughs> and just crowd and just start booing both of them and just to relive it. You know, I I, I think it's obviously going to be more than a couple of minutes um, because I just don't know how much stamina someone like Goldberg has, who's been in what a couple of matches for only a minute. You know, so I, I we'll see. I think it's going to be a little tough to watch, but I think Lesnar's going to well, come out on top. Well, you think there's like going to be an over/under or prop bet on number of CM Punk chants during this match? Uh, uh, I I think I I'll take I, I'm going to set the line at two two okay. CM Punk. <laughs> okay, and uh, finally, WWE Champion Bray Wyatt, your guy, former Husky Harris versus Randy Orton. Man, I I love Wyndham so much. Bray is, you know, you always find little stories that things that you can take with you when you see these guys on TV. And I'll never forget, we we're trying to find, you know, he's 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 trying to get this Bray Wyatt character over, this Waylon Mercy, yeah. uh, Cape Fear uh, 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 character over. And he's doing these little vignettes behind the scenes for Dusty and taping for the management upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he needs music. And he comes to myself and Rob Naylor. And Rob, wow. I, I love him to death. Rob is, we were working backstage together. Uh, that guy's a walking wrestling encyclopedia. That's another story for another day. But me and Rob, we're in the back. He's like, I need music. So we're working with, with Bray for about you know 20 or so minutes. And we're going through this catalog of just this licensed, royalty-free music. And we're going through stuff. And he's giving us ideas. And we're like, I think this one will work. Wow. And we, and it's that song, his song, right? That song is royalty free. It was. It was. It was part of this. <laughs> I, I, whatever the equivalent of Taxi Cab yeah. is, this online portal of music where you don't have to pay for ongoing use. I think you just pay that one time for the license for all the music. But at the time, it's like, yes, this is the song. And he and you know, we help kind of clean it up, put it all together, that whole thing, and obviously see where it is. The WWE signed. You know the license to have that song, but man, like I—he's—I I hope he wins. I hope he takes the title, continues on with his reign. I would hate to see it cut so short. That'd be great. It'd be a great evolution. It's not even—he's not even doing so much a Cape Fear anymore. It's more of a like a, a crazy Rasta voodoo man in a way. It's—it's it's continuing to evolve. It's continuing to evolve, but I tell you, it's just the way that he talks. He's one of those people, and and people ask, well, how do I become a really good uh, person on the mic, right? Wrestling. Look, people like Bray Wyatt, they're smart. They listen on their in their free time to speeches. They just listen to people around the world, famous people, good orators, TED talks. They listen to how people talk. Yeah. And. Pick the things from him. And Bray Wyatt is so good because he's a student. He's such a great student. Obviously, the wrestling's in his blood. He's the complete package. Uh, Bray's going to – I 
I hope Ray goes over. I think it would be great to have that match on last. I mean, but sometimes it's always like you have the title match go on last after what was really the most exciting match of the entire night. So I don't know if that's kind of like a, the denouement of the evening or if they should just put that match not on last and save that for Goldberg-Lesnar. Hard. Yeah, they usually – there's no way they should not put Goldberg-Lesnar on as the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually it's been like the Undertaker matches yeah. over the last – Manus has been that second to last match. Really? So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, but I would like Bray to close it out. That'd be yeah. awesome. Cool. So now let me break out. I'm going to take out my headphones. I'm going to try to get Beckett Sage on here. He's currently zipped himself into a tent bed. So he's trapped inside a tent bed right now. If like you can see behind me, this is his room. There's a tent bed. <laughs> he's in there. Beckett, hit on the tent bed. Huh? Hit the bed. I, are you there? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's get him out. Let's take out the headphones. Come on out, Mr. Sage. Before we get back to Beckett Sage's WrestleMania predictions, I'm just doing a little insert here because Chris and I did not break down Triple H versus Seth Rollins because it wasn't official yet. They haven't signed the contract. Seth hasn't agreed to Triple H's hold harmless stipulation. So... What Chris did want to pass along to you guys, secondhand, is that he does appreciate Seth Rollins as the lone wolf, and he does like that this is a storyline that started way back after SummerSlam, where Triple H turned on Seth Rollins, and he likes the slow burn and the months that were taken to tell this story. Um, I agree. I think Seth's injury is uh, a second chance at really reintroducing Seth as a pure baby face because it was hard to do that turning him heel when he could have been white hot coming back the first time. So that's what I think. Anyway, sorry we left out that match. Let's now get back to Beckett Sage's WrestleMania predictions. So Beckett Sage 2014 in this very chair. Four and a half million YouTube views later. And now we're going to see what he thinks. Beckett, who who is going to win? These are Beckett Sage's WrestleMania predictions. Who's going to win? Enzo Cass, Gallows and Anderson, or Sheamus and Cesaro? Sheamus and Cesaro. Yes! <laughs> Why? Okay, that's why. Okay, good. That's, who's who's going to win? Neville or Austin Aries? Neville. Why? That's why. Because he's mean? Yeah. Why are they mean to him? Why is he mean? Because uh, he's angry. Yeah, he is. Okay, let's go to the next one, Beckett. Who's going to win? Uh, the picture they're showing us is Alexa Bliss, Natalia, Mickey James, Becky Lynch, or Carmella. Who do you think is going to win? Um, uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch? Okay, why? That's why. Okay, great. Uh, who's going to win? Dean Ambrose or Baron Corbin? Um, Baron Corbin. Whoa. Oh, wow. Why? Why do you, do you like him? Yeah. Why? Why do you like him? Because that's why. That's why. Okay. His because answers not are not developed yet. Who's going to win, Beckett? John Cena or Nikki Bella or Miz and Maurice? Um, Nikki Bella and John Cena. Oh, okay. How come? That is why. Great. I think I like John Cena better. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Okay, great. 
Who is? Let's see who's gonna win the next one. I mean, you can also, Chris, if you want, you want to chime in on it, even though he may not be able to hear. Uh, it'd be cool. Uh, okay, Chris Jericho or Kevin Owens? Who do you think, Beckett? Kevin Owens. Yeah, he thinks Kevin Owens too. Why? Why do you think Kevin Owens is gonna win? That is why. Okay. Well, that is the best reason you could possibly give <laughs> yeah. for that match. Okay. For Kevin Owens. We've got Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, or Nia Jax. Who's gonna win? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Oh, he's with me on this. The one. Dark Horse. All right. Okay. Very nice. Uh, let's go. AJ Styles or Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. How's he gonna he, win? He, What's he gonna do? Um, you don't know. He's gonna elbow drop off the top of the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, he's gonna do. He's gonna do what we all thought Lady Gaga did uh, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> but he's actually gonna do it. He's just gonna jump from the top of the Citrus Bowl. Do you think Shane McMahon's gonna jump off the building? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay. Excellent. Good. All right. Uh, who's gonna win, The Undertaker or Roman Reigns? Oh, why? Oh, uh, wow. Why do you like Undertaker more? Because that guy. You okay? Okay, very nice. You're... That's a, that's, you know what? That A lot of people today have no idea why they even cheer for The Undertaker only comes for one show a year. E- either way. But that's, but that's why. Either way, this analysis is better than David Otunga. So that's all hey, that matters. Hey, <laughs> oh. What? Oh, who's going to win this one? Goldberg or Brock Lesnar? Why Goldberg has no hair. Uh, he has no hair because it, he lost it. Because he got hair. Uh, <laughs> so who do you think is going to win? Brock Lesnar or Goldberg? Goldberg. Really? Why? Because he has strong muscles. Oh, there we go. Breaking it down to the specimen that is Goldberg. And Brock Lesnar has... Poopy muscles. Yeah, he has poop. Clear. What's on Brock Lesnar's chest? What picture is that? A tattoo. It's a tattoo of what? What does it look like? I don't know. It's a sword. A sword. Yeah, great. Okay, and last one, Becky. Who's going to win? Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton? Randy Orton. Oh, oh how co- Can you do a Randy Orton pose? What does Randy Orton do? I don't know. Do the pose with the arms. What does he do with his arms? I don't know. Hey, no, what does he do? Does this? Yeah. And he hates wearing a shirt. Just uh, the shirtless fighting Beckett Sage giving his WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, that's it. Good that job. looks good. Good job, Mr. Sage. You can now go play. Why? Because oh, do you want to show these guys to Chris? Over what's your favorite one? Over Hanukkah, I did get my mom to get on eBay. Old LJN 80s wrestling figures. That's amazing. Beckett, can I have that? Can you give me Macho Man? Spectacular. Macho Man, please. Yeah, Macho Man's over there. Give me that one. No, who's this one? You yeah. know, show, the, show this one. Big John Stud. He only wants to give me Big John Stud. Oh, you know, his son, his son wrestles down at Reality Wrestling. No way. He lives in DC. But he travels. He'll come down for shows. Yeah, he's a cool kid, a cool cat. His kid. Um, can we can we pour out uh, some Hennessy, by the way, to LJN for uh, JLN or whatever for all the video games, action figures, and everything for our childhood movies and nineties. Yeah, it was the best. I mean, hunting these down, I have like now I have like Georgie Animal Steel, Jesse the Body Ventura, 
Andre. I mean, I already had Andre Hulk, King Kong Bundy. I retained a few, and I just kind of like compiled them together. What was missing, and uh, it's, it's cool to have. It's cool to have. Um, that can say doesn't break all of them. That's what I did well, as a they're, kid. They're rubber, so they're not going to break. He'll break oh, everything. All the better. all the new ones can break. Like you can take the arms off and stuff. But these yeah. are rubber. You got you need scissors for these things. Awesome. Um, okay, a couple of things before we wrap it up. Uh, oh, since it's, a, since it's a podcast and it's the first time we've probably ever spoken, uh, any yeah. any random questions you have for me? Being that I'm just randomly talking to Facebook friend by Facebook friend each episode. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess the question is, so I, as always, I always like to know what is 2017 going to bring for you here? What are we, what do you expect? I'm not talking about your uh, upcoming events. Yeah. I'm talking about... What what are you? What's the big bang for Evan? What are you gonna be doing here in 2017? Jeez, oh, uh, I do want to just expand. I want to get back, it be exposed more uh, to the college market. Although I am, I do that on a on a on an email by email basis. I had a good showcase a week ago in Hershey, so I'd like to get back and do a maybe a showcase in Texas in the fall and uh, get known that way. I always update. My t- in being in touch with all the Theta Chi chapters, um, I do also just want to like create like just random like ways of like I want to create like niche websites. <laughs> like I want to just like create those like passive income things that I can deal yeah. with. So in case Beckett ever wants to go to community college, you know I can hook him up. <laughs> if he wants to go to University of Phoenix online, uh, there it I'll is. be there for him. Man, that's good. And so uh, what chapters are you going to be seeing here uh, anytime soon? Actually, uh, March 31st, the Allegheny chapter in Meadville, Pennsylvania. This might be their third, my third time being there over the years. Um, but they're going to have me some for some like a, a philanthropy thing. And I know that. And um, you might see I'm in touch with a couple others. Like there's the RPI chapter. Uh-huh. Uh, you might see me at University of Washington uh, later in the spring, so we'll see. I always don't want to disconnect from those guys. They are, they are, they are my lifeblood. So, what's your favorite chapter that you visited? Oh, jeez, um, hard to say. I liked the Hamlin chapter in St. Paul, Minnesota. I did a. They're the only fraternity on the campus. It's like them and two sororities, but they really? they had the most. You know, they had the most diverse chapter when I was there. Like. You know, you had like twins. You had like a, a Rastafarian white guy. You had a dude that was married in, as a sophomore. Uh, you know, it was just it was very diverse and eclectic. So I liked them. I liked. I was expecting I was going to play the the Wagner chapter in Staten Island. I just played a show in Maine the night before, and I was driving down nine hours for like a tenth of the money, and I'm like. I so just don't want to do this show at Wagner right now. But I get there and they're like, I'm thinking they're like going to be like tough, you know, Jersey Shore type people. And it's like a theater school. So they're all like, you know, playing piano in the coffee house before I go on the stage. And and they were eating it up and it, it was great. They were a great group oh. of guys. So every chapter is different. That's the thing. Like, you know, you'll have those that are like, you know, it's going to be any year where they get kicked off campus. Any year it's going to happen. But then you have those where they're like winning everything. And you have those that are just regular um yeah my chapter i think it's currently the whole greek system is under review because like stuff got out that shouldn't have and people wrote stuff about the the tufts university (laughs) greek experience not related to our chapter but you know we get under the umbrella because of it so yeah it's unfortunate it's it's harder and harder people just make stupider and stupider decisions 
with all things Greek, which is kind of uh, sad. But uh, okay, so let me let me rephrase the question. Sure. What what was the most impressive fraternity house that you oh, have man. visited? I think the Georgia Tech house is pretty dope. They have a pool. I think it's a dirty pool. I'm not sure how sanitary the pool is, but <laughs> they have like a mansion. The Purdue uh-huh. chapter house is a big mansion, like big, long, tall, tall floors. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different ones. Um, my my chapter house is just like a brownstone, like it's like residential house, just a lot of different small rooms. But uh, Purdue's impressive. I think Georgia Tech will probably impress you if you saw them. Um, it was cool because there was a guy, uh, Ben Hill, that used to work at headquarters. And he, oh, I love Ben. Yeah, he always knew every single thing about every chapter, who was who and everything. So did uh, the president at the time a few years back. Of, yes. uh, he, he knew every mascot to every college. It was crazy. Uh, that had a theta chi. You could give him that. You could give him a name of a university, and he knew the mascot. I think you but, need that. I think that's what you need to be to lead a lead a fraternity. Um, oh yeah. So, so I guess the last thing is that anything you want to promote, anything you want to tell people about, like reality of wrestling, your personal. Should people get in touch with you on social media? Yeah. Hey, listen. I, I'm always a big fan of uh, promoting our wrestling stuff. Anybody who wants to see it, realityofwrestling.com. We have a YouTube page every Sunday. A new episode comes out. It's an hour long. Reality of Wrestling. Uh, just look that up on YouTube. You can find me on social media. I'm a Twitter guy. I don't do uh, Instagram. Right. <laughs> is my thing. You can find me at Shoot Russo. And if you're a wrestling fan. You know what that means. Yeah. So you can find me at Shoot Russo. Was Chris Russo also – and that was your name as a broadcaster too. You never had to change it. I never changed it. Uh, back in college, my, my pseudonym was Lo Russo, like the karate kid. Right. <laughs> uh, I, never, I never changed my name in the WWE or anything. So uh, people people are wondering, you know, are you really a, a Russo? You do anything – you know, when it's wrestling and there's a Russo – uh, questions about so you can find me at shoot russo on twitter um facebook as well i'm there you know uh reach out to me don't hesitate to questions i love sharing stories and more importantly if people are always trying to figure out what they need to do to help break into the wrestling business we were all there at one point yep so anything that i can do to help out um that's where you can find me very nice all right chris russo thanks for taking the time tolerating the background noise of beckett sage but you did. We did get his WrestleMania picks. Thanks for your insight. It was, it was, it was, it was amazing. This was like sit, sitting into a, a bigger podcast uh, guest than mine because it's like <laughs> hearing all these like inside stories. I feel like I'm listening to, to talk to Jericho or, or Stone Cold, the Steve Austin show. And we just scratched the surface. I know everybody always loves stories. I always I've got stories for days. So yeah. if there's ever time in the future for another podcast episode, I'll be around. It's always good seeing you and hearing from yeah, you, Evan. I definitely want to get every Facebook friend uh, a first crack at it, and I'll probably circle back to you around uh, twenty thirty two. Yeah, that's so, totally fine with that. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Evan, take care. All right, I'll see you, Mr. Russo. Bye. Okay, I want to thank Chris Russo for coming on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexell and throwing down some slobber knocker audio, as Jim Ross would say. Uh, I also want to thank Chris because usually I don't have Beckett in the same room as me, but I guess because I was home alone with him and I knew he was going to be on the podcast, I allowed him to just play loudly in the background. 
but hopefully his predictions were worth it. Uh, apologies again for the audio, but uh, it, was a, it was awesome to listen to all the stories uh, from Chris and even to get his take on what he thinks of Chris Mad Dog Russo because there's another Chris Russo out there and there's also a former WWE writer, Vince Russo, who is ever so controversial, uh, Uncle Vince as he called him. Uh, so yeah, check out this website uh, of the podcast, awkwardwithevan.com. All the past interviews are there. Uh, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter. Besides patreon.com slash funnyevan, other ways you can help is if you want your own podcast, I highly recommend blueberry.com. Blueberry without the ease.com. You go there, you get a free month of hosting, use the promo code Evan. You can get a free month of statistics. And also you can help out the show by just clicking on the Amazon link in the sidebar of awkwardwithevan.com or at the bottom of funnyevan.com. There's a link to Amazon. Do all your shopping through that link. Kick back some money to the podcast and a good time is had by all. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I have an exciting episode coming up next. I believe it is someone from my high school. First guest who is the same year as me at my high school. We're going to be talking about the reunion. I'll reveal the name at a later time, but it's a hot name. See you guys later. Uh, Stay awkward. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.